Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach, so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Turn to your Bibles in, in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. And I'm starting at uh, chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, very first verse. 2 Timothy chapter 3, first verse. Very familiar passage when I start to read it. Read out a New American Standard. 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1. It says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. How I many know we got difficult times? How I many know we're in the last days? It says, for men will be lovers of self. We can check that off the list. Lovers of money. We can definitely check that off the list. Boastful, arrogant, revelous, disobedient to parents. That's spiritual parents as well as natural parents. Check yourself. Ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. You can't get along, can't get it together with nobody. Malicious gossips. Spreading gossip, but ain't never spreading the gospel. Amen. Without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. And here it is in verse 5. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied it's power. Somebody say, where's the power? Where's the power? Because they're holding on to a form of godliness. And we hear, we hear the reasons why. If you look in that verse, it, it, it lists them all out. Lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revelous, disobedience. All the, all the whole list. I don't have to even go over it again. He, Paul kind of lays it out a whole lot right there. And he says... They holding on to a form of godliness. And a form we know is a shape or, or, or something that's built up. So it's a, it's a form of godliness, but he says they have denied the power. So what he's saying, he's saying in these last days, he said it looks like they're Christians. It looks like they're disciples. It looks like they're doing the things of God. They sound like it. They talk like it. They walk like it. They hurt and jerk like it. They speak in tongues or chandelier like it. They do all the things that look like they're of God. However, they have did one key thing. Denied the power. Denied the power. How many of us have come across people like that? They 
looked the part. They got everything down. They got all the all the Christmas stuff down. They know the right scriptures to say. They know they know the right words to say when they praying. They got the little fish logo on the back of their car. They wear the crosses on their neck. They got everything down. They know they know how to say you know blessed and highly favored and all of that. They got everything down as far as how it looks like. But how many know that God doesn't judge things by what it looks like? It says that God judges what? The hearts. He searches the heart. That's something that's internal. You can't, you can't keep that away from God. So you can fool me with your appearance. You look like a Christian. You showing up on Thursday night. You look like a Christian. You could be doing other things else. But do you have the power? And more importantly, like Paul says here, I like how he says, he says, they deny the power. So what does that mean? The power does exist. There's a power that does exist. There's a power that, that exists. And as a matter of fact, there's a power that we have access to, but we are denied. Because what does deny mean? What does deny mean? Deny means that, that you're refusing to receive something. That you're refusing to grant permission to something. That you're refusing to grant access to something. So Paul is telling them right here that you look like you godly, but you're denying the power. The power is right there for you to have. But yet you denying it. Why? Because you're a lover of yourself. Because you conceive it, because you boast. You feel like, that's why I like that song. You feel with everything but the things of God. Amen. And I'm not talking to nobody here I know, so this might be just a repeat, refresher course. Take it in and share it with somebody else. But we got to, we gotta, Paul, as Paul said in another scripture, he says, examine yourself. So take out the mirror and examine yourself. Check the list and examine yourself. Because every once in a while, we might trip and fall and find ourselves on the list. Let's just keep it 100. Amen? Because we don't want to just have that form of godliness. Amen? And, and I, bought, I bought something to, to, to kind of drill the point home real quick. Like, I got these two things sitting right here. What do they look like to y'all? They look like flashlights. These are similar flashlights, right? Exact same. Correct? They black, they, they the same height, they the same size, but but something is different about one of them. Something is different about one of them. What's different? One got power and the other one don't. They got the form of a flashlight. They look like a flashlight. They seem like they're supposed to be flashlight, but when you get ready to use them, ain't no power. And that's what God is saying in these last days. He says, don't, you looking like a Christian, you acting like a Christian, but when I get ready to use you, I don't see no power. How can I use you if you don't have no power? How can you be of use when you have no power? And if you have no power, this flashlight without a power, it has no purpose. You can't, this, this flashlight will not fulfill its purpose without having power. Oh, it's just a paperweight. I heard somebody say, just a paperweight. And this ain't even a good paperweight because they made out of plastic. I got these from Dollar Tree. So it can't even serve its purpose without power. So we can't deny power. 
But see, here's the thing. Come, come help me out real quick. Uh, uh, Pastor Alpha, help me out real quick with this. See, here's the thing that's different with this. Inside of this one, we know that it has batteries in it. Correct? So that's why it's got power. It's, it's ready to be used. See, that's Dollar Tree flashlight. Well, we know it cut on the last time. It ain't cutting on that time. That's Dollar Tree flashlight. But this one is not filled with batteries. It's filled with other things. See, it's filled with it's filled with being ungrateful. Uh -oh. See, so it, it, it can't light up because it ain't got no batteries. Then it's just it's filled with with a whole bunch of other stuff. You can just pull them all out. It's filled with unforgiveness. So see, you can't get no power in there when you feel with unforgiveness or you're not grateful for, for the things that God is trying to do. It's filled with some other things in here. It's filled with, with doubt. See, when we feel with doubt, how can we even get to the power? See, we, we looking like we got power. We acting like we got power, but we feel with all these other things first. That's why God says in that song, again, I love, fill me up. But see, as long as that thing is full of everything else, then I can't put the power in. Because, see, here go the power to it right here. But, see, it's filled up with so much other stuff, the power can't get in there. Even if I stuck it in there, it wouldn't be able to work. So we got to allow God to pull those things out. He's playing like God tonight. He don't pull all that stuff out of you. The ungrateful, the undoubtful, the, the, the unforgiveness, the worry. The, the, the disobedience. What I got right here. The, the pride. Ooh, Lord, the pride. Ooh, pride come before the fall. That's for somebody right there. See, but once God pulls all those things out, he's saying, I got the power that we switch. I'm, I'm you God with the power. See, God got the power. He got the power. I'm sitting over here. I'm empty, but I still have no power. I can't work no matter how much I try in my own effort. No matter how much I try to do, as much as I push it, much as I pull, as much as I try to do it on my own, if I'm not filled up with the power of God, then I'm not doing anything. I can't serve my purpose. We need the power. And not deny it. Try to, try to put the power in. No, I don't want you to, God. I got something else to do. No, I, I got to go to work today. I ain't got time to be reading that scripture. No, I'm going to deny it right now. I'm going to do this on my own. I, 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 can, I got this one, God. You sell that till I need you. Until everything doesn't hit the rock bottom. Until I can't do nothing else on my own. Then I might come and see what you got. Try to put it all now, right? Not today, God. Because my, my, my girlfriend called me and wanted me to go do something. I can't do all that right now. I'm going to deny the power. The power is there. But we deny it. We deny it. Even though we become clean. Stuff is all out of us. There's nothing else in us. But the, like the scripture says, once you sweep the house clean, if you don't put something else back in it, then the enemy will sin, what, seven times greater than what was there the first time. So we walking around here with these empty flashlights, you better put something in it. Because if you don't put nothing in it, guess what? The enemy knows that you got to be filled with something. 
Even the enemy know that. Amen. Amen. He knows that you got to be filled with something. He said they can't walk around empty. They useless empty. They ain't of use to nobody. So let me fill them up with some stuff. Let me fill them up with doubt. Let me fill them up with pride. Let me fill them up with unforgiveness. Because they need to be filled with something. They won't go to God. They keep denying the power of him. So I'm going to fill them up with something. Because you're going to be used by somebody. You're going to be used by God or you're going to be used by the enemy. Ain't nobody going to let you just walk around here doing nothing. Amen. 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 Don't deny the power. Don't deny the power. So finally what? We, we, we come to God and, and we allow him to, to put, put inside of us. And then we put it inside. Now screw it on. The Holy Spirit pours inside of us. And then some of us, we got to get screwed. We got to get grinded by God. We got to get twisted and turned. So that's the seal of the Holy Spirit. He said that I know you by the Spirit because of the Spirit. And now you got power. Amen. Amen. Now you have power. Thank you very much. Amen. Playing God tonight. Amen. And you know he's just playing God. We know he's not God. Amen. It's all demonstration. It's all demonstration. But see, what happens is we have these things just like in electrical, in electrical uh, knowledge. I don't know if it's in electricity and how if it is, then you can correct me. But, but there's a thing called resistors. And what a resistor does is it blocks or opposes the flow of energy. And see, how many know that power is nothing but a flow? The power is constantly flowing. It's like a radio signal. Just because you're not receiving the signal don't mean that 102.5 ain't broadcasting. You just don't have your antenna tuned. You don't have the station turned on. Or you might be out of power. But the signal is still going out. God is still sending out. But we put these things and resistors in the way. And they block or oppose the flow of power. See, what are the type of resistors? The worry. The disobedience. The pride. The doubt. The, the, the ungratefulness. Oh, Lord, the ungratefulness. If some of us can just get into a spirit of thanks, that'll shift everything in our life. Just to be thankful for where you are and what you got. It might not be what everybody else got. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you might not have everything that everybody else got. But God says that what you got in your hand. That's what he's saying. What do you have in your hand? Because if you got anything, then that's enough for God. Because God says, I spoke everything from nothing. So if you got something, you already ahead. Amen? But we got to not deny the power. We got to not deny the power. And see, in, the, in, in, in resistors, they're measured by these things called ohms. O-H-M-S. Ohms. And the ohm, the, the signal, the, the symbol for ohm is an omega sign. It's an omega sign. But we know God to be what? The alpha and the omega. The last. So these resistors are measured by what you're going to allow to speak to you last. Who got the last word in your life? Is it, is it the doubt that's got the last word? Is it the disobedience that has the last word? Who is the omega in your life? Who is the omega that may be cutting off your power, may be helping you deny your power, or may be connecting you with your power? Who is the omegas? See, we got to understand how to get this power. How to get this power and know what the battle and turn to your Bible in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Because see, we got a thing that's happening right now in the body that a lot of us are walking around with 
all this knowledge and all this information. You know, there's nothing that you can't Google about the scripture on the, on the internet. And, and we got more information than we ever had in the time of man, but no power. Why? Because information does not transform. Revelation is what transforms. Revelation comes through what? Connecting to the power source. See, if we don't connect to the power source, then we're going to run around useless. We have no power. We have no power at all. And even with these batteries, it might be the fact that if, if it gets shifted around, you put it in the wrong way, it still doesn't work. A lot of us are, have come from places where the word has been poured into us the wrong way, and we're wondering why there was no power. Because the word was poured in the wrong way. You received it, but it was poured in the wrong way. And how many know that when you put batteries in the wrong way, it'll cause them to explode? And now you not only uh, of no use to yourself, but you might have hurt somebody else also. Because, see, God wants us to have the power. Because this flashlight, the, the, the light serves not a purpose for itself. Just like the scripture says in Matthew, it says that, that, that the, light, the light that God has turned you into, it's not for yourself. You're to give light to the other people who are in the dark. But see now, when you walk up to them, don't flash it in their eyes and blind them. You can't show nobody the way if you're putting the light in their eyes. You put it where they're walking. Show them how to walk with the light. Show them how to walk to the light. Show them where to go get the batteries from. That's what we do. But we got to understand the resistance. I said turn to Galatians chapter 5. Then in verse 17, well, it started 16. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. See, the flesh, that's, that's your resistor. It resists everything. It does not. What is the flesh? Just a fancy word meaning what you want to do. Your, God is your plan B, and you your plan A. I'm a, I'm a, God is your co-pilot. Like people like to put them little stickers on the back of the car. God is my co-pilot. Why God got to take the second seat? Why is he not directing your paths? But it says in 17, For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And that's the whole key right there. We got to be led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit of God. But how many know the only way you can be led by the Spirit is if we stop denying the Spirit. Stop pushing the Spirit away. Quit, call, quit calling the Spirit something. That's one way you deny it. Something told me. Something said. Yeah. Something said go over there. Something told me to wear that. Something told me. Quit denying the Spirit. Say that the Holy Spirit told me to drive over there. The Holy Spirit yeah. told me to put my resume in over there. The Holy Spirit told me what not to say. Now we're not denying the Spirit anymore. And when we give the, the credit where credit is due, then guess what? The Spirit knows that he has access to your life. The Spirit knows that now he, he's been granted permission. Because he's not just going to bust in on you. He's not a thief. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said he came to give life and more abundantly. But how do we get the abundance if we can't even connect to the life? The, the abundance comes after you get life. We can't walk around dead with no power. That means no life. No life means no abundance. If you have no abundance, it might be because you ain't got no life. 
So we got to connect to the source. Amen? Amen. Amen. I told you, I'm just dropping it off. Don't look at me funny. I'm just dropping the package off. Baby, come get my keys because they're looking at me funny. <laughs> but who got the last say-so? Who has the last say-so in our life? That's the key. See, when you hit, hit, up, hit that own the resistance, and it, it sends out a certain magnitude, and they measure that by the ohms. And, and, and how, how great is the ohm in your life? Is it saying home, or, is it, or is it, can it be barely heard? How great is your resistance to what God is trying to do? Now, the problem is, is that sometimes God tries to get us to do things that are uncomfortable, that we don't want to do, that comes against our unforgiveness. Because God will give you a word from your man of God or from somebody and say, you need to let go of that unforgiveness and then you can do it. Well, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to let them get away with that. Vengeance is his. Let it go. Let it go. How can you be filled with the spirit if you filled up with unforgiveness? They, the two cannot exist. You just read it right there in verse uh, uh, Galatians 5 and 17. They're against each other. They cannot mix. What's your unforgiveness and the Holy Spirit, they cannot mix. Your doubt in the Holy Spirit cannot mix. The disobedience in the Holy Spirit cannot mix. They are against each other. So if you have a lack or power, it may be because you're filled up with other things. Filled up with other things. I like even in the scripture when Jesus was getting ready to do his first his first miracle, and he told him to fill the pots up with water. The water we know represents the Holy Spirit. He's saying, fill it up. I, I can't do nothing until it's filled up. I can't do anything until it's filled up. Fill yourself up with the Spirit, because even the pots they were filling were called cisterns, and they were stood, stood about almost five to six feet tall, so that's almost like a man. And he's saying, fill it up from the, from the bottom all the way to the top. Fill it up to the brim. He said, because once it's filled up with the Spirit, then I can make the transformation. I can make the transformation I can give them the power but as long as it's empty I can't do nothing I can't do nothing and, and, and I gotta have access I can't just bust up in there and start filling stuff up without access so we need to stop what? denying the power stop denying the power and now there's a story I, I like that of somebody in the scripture who denied the power at one point and he walked with Christ. And the reason why I say, I might be stretching it a little bit, but the reason why I say he denied the power is because he denied Christ. I'm talking about Peter. He denied him three times. Christ, we know, is, is the power. He's the word of God. The word is the power. If you don't believe me, it's in there. Look it up. The word is the power. So he denied the word, which therefore he denied the power. But we see over in Acts that Peter finally does get it together. He cuts the flow on. And that's what we said tonight. We're going to redo this flow. We're going to make sure it's flowing. If it's off, we're going to cut it on. If it's trickling, we're going to turn it up. If it's flowing out real good, then we're going to point it out somewhere to where it can flow on some other folks. Amen? But we're going to cover everybody. Amen? Amen. Turn turn real quickly to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Are we, are we getting this? Yes. Because we got to understand, like Paul said, in these last days, there's going to be a lot of this stuff going on that looks like God, but ain't no power in it. 
A lot of churches will look like they got God, but ain't no power in it. They put on good shows. They got good art and entertainment. They got all the all the the, the frills and the and the stuff that you want to see for entertainment, but they have no power. And see, so be careful of entertainment because that word entertainment that means that it is something that is entering your mentality to taint it. That's what entertainment is. You need to be filled up with something. So I fill you up with entertainment. Entertainment, enter your mentality to taint it. Amen. Yeah. Acts chapter three, starting at verse one, and we, and we see we see right here. It says, "Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer." How I many say they're going to church? They was going to church, and a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. So this man sitting outside the church begging for money. He's lame. He can't walk on his own. People done dropped him off right there. But when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began <coughs> asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, catch this. See, he said, I'm, I, don't, I don't have money. I don't have the silver and the gold that you used to receive while you sitting out here in front of the church. Put that in your head. He said, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by his right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. Verse 8, with the leap he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and what? Praising God. See, Peter said, I don't have all this other stuff that you used to get, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. And what do I have? Power. I got the power of God flowing through me. So what I do have, I'm gonna give it to you. You in the darkness? Okay, I'm gonna cast my light so that you can see. You in the you can't see right now? Then I'm gonna cast it in that way you can see. See what Peter did have was the power. Even though he at one point denied it, he said, now I got the power. I know I have the power. So what that's saying to me is, don't worry about what you used to be. Don't worry about what somebody called you before. Don't worry about how you might have denied the power previously. Now you got a chance to say, you know what? Fill me up tonight. Let me have it all, God. Fill me up so that when people are around me, they're not just seeing the, the outwardly appearance, but they just they feel the presence of God. On me. That's what we should be. The walking epistle. The walking word. When you show up in a room, people should know that God's presence has just showed up. We carrying God with us. We are the tent. You know, he's not in the ark anymore. He says, my name is Emmanuel. I am the God that is what? Among them. And not only among, but he's also in. He says, so wherever you are, I am. Wherever. And that's how you get the flow on. Because wherever God's power is, wherever his presence is, that's where his power is. His presence. We got to get ready to, to stay in God's presence. 
That, that, that means in church. That means in prayer. That means studying your Bible. That means meditating on the word. Staying in God's presence. Now that don't mean when you're supposed to be at work doing your word that you're talking about now I got to read the scriptures. No, God is a God of order. God is a God of order. Don't, don't, don't give God a bad name. God said, I'm supposed to read my scripture right now. And you know you got a report, dude. Don't give God a bad name. Amen? Amen. Just call it what it is. You lazy and don't want to do it. God ain't got nothing to do with that. But where his presence is, where his presence is, then power starts to flow. And how many know looking at that scripture right there that, that there was no power in that church? Because it says in the scripture that this man has sit outside this place over a period of time every day for 40 years. He had been like this. Imagine going to a church for 40 years, but you never getting delivered. Going to church for 40 years, but you never having no power. I know that ain't happening up in here, so I'm going to go ahead and skip on past that. But just imagine in your head if you can. Imagine that, like, like my sister said back there, that you paying for the power. God ain't Georgia power. The only thing you got to pay him is yourself. That's it. That's it. That's all you can pay him. But he was denied entrance into the church because he was lame and crippled and everything. And how many, how many know that there are people that are being denied entrance into the presence of God because people thinking they're not right? People thinking they're not deserving of it. So people just walking past them. It says in the scripture that people would just walk past the man. But they'll drop him a little money to make themselves feel good. To look godly. To look holy. But they didn't have no power. Because if they did have power, he would have been got up. He would have been got up. But see, we got to get into the presence of God like Peter did. But then, I like this part in the scripture where the man has a play in this and I'm getting getting ready to finish it out here but he says it says when when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple he began asking to receive alms see he sat down in expectation it says right there in verse 5 and he began to give them his attention expecting to receive something from them see Peter told him look at us look at us and so I think that's because Peter was trying to shift his perspective. See, sometimes we got to shift what we're looking at. Sometimes the power is leaving us because we're looking at the wrong thing. We're focusing on the wrong thing. See, he kept holding his head down. He was worried about it, how he looked at people and how he, how he was. But Peter said, no, look at me. I want you to put your eyes on the power that's about to flow. I want you to have a revelation. The, the, the veil been torn in the temple. The presence of God is not in now. It's going to come out into the streets. He said, so now all you got to do is look, hold your head up, look into the hill where I come at your hill. All you got to do is look to see what power is about to go. And, and, I, and there was a shift that occurred. Because it says it right there, that now he began to what? Expect. Expect. How many know that to turn the power on, you got to have expectation of the power? A lot of us have come to church and we don't expect nothing. We don't expect to receive no word. We don't expect to, to expect to get no deliverance. Expect to get no healing. We just show up like we checking something off the list and doing God a favor. No, when you walk into these doors of this house, come in with an expectation. Pull on the man of God. I expect the word to come out of his mouth. I expect God to show up. I expect God to show out. I expect God to do something. 
You're not putting no pressure on him. You're putting the pressure on God. And how I many know God ain't got no pressure? He's like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that will come up with expectations. Because the word of God says what? Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. That hope is translated in the Greek meaning expected. Faith is the evidence of things expected. And then the word says what? Without faith it's impossible to please God. So we can connect the dots and say without expectation... Guess what? You can't please God. Expect God to show up. Expect God to do something in your life. It says in Hebrews, it says, they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You got to believe it. Don't worry about what your circumstances say. The circumstances might say that your power has been cut off. But your faith in God knows that the power is eternal. That the power will flow even when ain't nothing else flowing. My money might not be flowing, but my power is always on. My, 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 my family relationship might not be flowing the way I want to, but my power is always on. That's the thing. The power is always on. We just got to make sure what? We don't cut it off. And then we got to understand to get the flow going that everything has to be done in decency and in order. Authority has to be recognized. See, a lot of us want to flow in the power of God, but we flowing out of order. We flowing, we flowing against God because we want to demonstrate the power and look like it's all about us. You know, I laid the hands and they fell out. I did this and they did that. I said that and this happened. So the power flowed through you, but now you're not giving the rightful credit to where the source was. Amen. Amen. We acting like we off the grid. We acting like we acting like we connecting and making our own solar power, and we ain't got to we ain't got to talk to Georgia Power no more. Amen. And that's what we do to God. It's like, no, God's power flows where the right authority is recognized. Authority got to be recognized. Think about it, even on the football field. You got 300-pound linebackers running all over the place. Power. They can push people down with they just one hand. Power. Amen. But there's an authority on the field that controls all that power called a referee. He might only be 110 pounds soaking wet, but he got the authority to throw all that power out the game if they're not acting right. And that's what God is saying. Know who the authority is. Know who the, who the one who mandates the power is. Yes, we have the power because we connected to him, but know that it comes from him, not from us. We are in his authority. Because Peter does it right there. He says what? In the name of of Jesus. See, he didn't pray. They was already prayed up. See, that's, what, that's another thing about power. Some, sometimes you ain't going to have no time to pray. Sometimes you just got to go ahead and declare that thing right then and now. You're supposed to be prayed up already. That's why I didn't have to pray before I started, because I was prayed up already. Sometimes you got to just start declaring that thing. The praying should have already done happen. I'm sure Peter and John, they already had done praying. But see, they knew they was getting ready to enter this temple, and then they saw this man. And they saw him sitting out there. And see, that's what the church got to, as a whole, we got to start understanding that, that people are looking for the power. They're looking for something that can change their life. They're looking for something that can make things better, make things different, make things not as bad as they used to be. 
But so many people and so many pastors are concerned about building the buildings versus building the people that there's no power in them. They're more concerned about getting the power cut on through Georgia Power so they can bring in a thousand people, but those thousand people go back home the same way they came. My God, you got people coming to church on Sunday morning and leaving Sunday night and blowing their brains out because there's no power. Amen. There's no power. Amen. The pastors and everybody concerned about filling the pots and filling the seats, but they're not filling the people My with power. So when the enemy comes to attack, there's no power. And the enemy know when there ain't no power around. Why? Because it's darkness. So now you're in his domain, as it says in Jude. But then we, we see that authority has to be given because it says that the power was in what? Jesus' name. That's what Peter said. Know the authority. Who the authority is. He says in Jesus' name. Get up and walk. I'm paraphrasing, but he said in Jesus' name. Get up and walk. Because I got the power, and guess what? Here's the trick. The power just comes through what? Your mouth. It says that the, the what life and death is in what the the what the power of the tongue. Here go our power right here. This is the power right here. Why? Because that's where God's power is. That's where His power is. Don't believe me? Look at Genesis. Nothing was around. Devil and duck came and messed up everything. That's why it was dark and void. I ain't got time to teach about that right now, but just trust me. Between verse 1 and 2, a lot of stuff happened between the being and then the void. But then God says, you know what? Even though stuff is desolate, even though things are messed up, even though things are not how I made them to be, now I know I have the power in me. All I got to do is now convey that power. But now because I'm God, I even have the authority to say, let there be. And in the Hebrew, that translates to everything that's inside of me become. And that's what the power is. And that's what we're saying. When we say in Jesus' name, we're saying in his authority, I got the power to say, let there be. Yes, yes. And then it says in the word of God, what? That every name, that his, his name is above what? Every name. And that everybody has to what? Bow. His name is above every name. You know the beauty of that is? Here go your power right here. If Jesus is the authority and we have the power to use our power that he's given us through his authority and his name is above every name, that means that if you can name it, somebody going to get that. Whatever you can name, Jesus is over it. That means that he over that. That means uh, uh, aching in your bones. He over that. That means messed up relationship. Relationship got a name. Guess what? He over that. In Jesus' name, I declare that this relationship between me and my mama going to correct itself and be the way that God intended it to be. In Jesus' name. The power is in our mouth. In Jesus' name, I declare that my finances are gonna gonna show up and, and, and be more than enough for the month, more than enough for me to sow seed, nor more than enough for me to pay all my bills. Now don't make him into a genie though. 
See, because you got to put some natural with that super. So you might want to say, in Jesus' name, show me where I need to fill out this resume and send this application to. Because you can't just sit in the house and pray all day and think money cometh. <laughs> now there's some practical. There's some super, and then there's some natural. And together, supernatural things come. That's why when Jesus came to raise Lazarus from the dead, the first thing he said was what? Move the rocks. You got something to do. Move the rocks, then I can show out. Because it's funny that he said, move the rocks. Jesus was finna raise a man from dead, been dead for three days. He couldn't move the rock himself. He made the rock. He could have said split. He could have said roll. He could have said just vanish. I'm going to really just show him something. Vanish. No, he said, move the rock. Do your part. Move the rocks out your life. Move that stuff out your life that don't need to be there. Move the unforgiveness. Move the doubt. Move the, the unbelief. Move the disobedience. Once you move all that stuff out the way, then let me have it. I got the rest. Trust me. I got the rest. Lazarus, all that stuff that's dead in your life that should be alive, come forth. Lazarus had a name. That's why he specifically called his name. Because if he didn't, everything would have come up out the grave. So he said, I'm speaking specifically to this situation in your life. I need it to come up and it need to be resurrected. And I need the breath of life to flow back into it again. Amen. The authority got to be recognized. And why? Because at the end of the day, it's all so that God can get the glory. Yes. That's what the end of the whole game is. God wants and needs and has to get the glory. It's not about us. It's not about us. God created us from his glory for his glory. He created us from his glory for his glory. His glory is his power, his strength. His, his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge. There's so much to his glory that we can't even put words to it all. We will run out of words to what his glory is. But he's saying that I created you from all of that. So that what? That you can glorify me. So that people can see the God in you. So that you won't just have a form of godliness, but that you will show God. You will light people's way. You will show them the path. Because when the darkness comes upon the earth, there will need to be people like you that have the light. But you won't have the light if you don't have the power. So start examining yourself, saying, God, I need more power. I need a nine volt. I need a 12 volt. Fill me up with whatever I need, God, so that I can have the power, so that I can speak to those things that be not as though they already are. I'm speaking God into existence, into my life. Even if I don't have him fully, I can connect with him and say, God, give me the power for your glory. Amen. 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 Because then that gives justice to who he really is. That lets you know who he really is. That gives authority where authority is supposed to be. Respect where respect is supposed to be. But it all starts out what? How? Emptying yourself so that you can be filled up with God. Amen.